Welcome to Shedding Light Hunting Stories Podcast, the podcast dedicated to the average Joe and their great hunting stories. I'm your host, Travis Williams. You're listening to episode 73. Hey guys, welcome to the show. Today's episode is brought to you by Lukewarm Coffee, which is better than no coffee at all. So here's to Lukewarm Coffee. Thank you for being a sponsor of the show. Uh, I hope you guys are having a good summer. Some of you are like, might you don't get the sponsor joke. You're probably looking up Lukewarm Coffee. I don't, there might be a Lukewarm Coffee company. I don't know. If so, please don't sue me. I was just making a joke. But anyway, welcome to the show, guys. Glad that you are back. Hope that you're having a great uh, end of spring, beginning of summer. And uh, uh, if you're like me, I've been out shooting my bow a good bit. I went to a 3D shoot uh, just with some buddies at a local place and had a blast. Took uh, took the recurve bow first time uh, doing a 3D course with uh, the recurve and. That was fun. I had a good time. I have a pretty well resolved at this point that I'll be hunting with a compound in the fall. <laughs> um, about ninety percent, ninety nine percent sure on that. I think I, I enjoy shooting uh, both bows. Um, I really do. I like shooting the recurve. It's fun. It's just neat to go out and stump shoot and uh, play around in the backyard. But I just know myself. Um, <laughs> there kind of comes a point where you've got to realize where you're at. And where I'm at is last year, I made some boneheaded decisions with a compound, and I don't know that shooting a recurve would help me. Uh, it might help some people kind of clear their mind and, and in the heat of the moment, but for me, I think I probably need to just stick with the, the compound for my hunting mainly and just take the recurve out for fun stuff. Uh, I've thought about going frog gigging with it. Uh, if you've ever frog gigged, <laughs> uh, it's legal in the state of Ohio to do that. Uh, we eat the frogs. And uh, Buddy Trav, a couple years ago, there's a video on our YouTube that you can look up called Frogging with a Recurve. And he smoked a bunch of frogs that night with, with his recurve bow, and it was pretty cool. So, But um, speaking of videos, I am going to re-release my video from last year. I've decided to kind of shorten it, got into not get into the whole season, uh, but just kind of get up to the hunt where I got my buck last year. And as I watch that, I still have to shake my head at my reaction after the shot, after the second shot where I connect. Um, I absolutely just lose my mind, and it, it just floors me because that's, I, I usually am a little bit better control of my emotions, I think, than that, but I completely just lost it. That's what drew me to today's guest. Today's guest is a 15-year-old boy uh, named Joran Cable. And uh, Joran uh, is a, a cool kid, and he he posted on Self Film Hunters uh, this video of a buck that came in, nice buck that came in, and uh, you just have to watch the video. Um, I'll leave a link below for you to check it out. It's not very long, but his reaction after the shot was just so pure and so exciting, and um, and, and the, the young man does an incredible job holding composure. So we talk about that during this interview, but I just want to ask you, what's your reaction? after the shot, after you know that you've made a good shot? Do you go crazy, fist pump, screaming, yelling? Uh, some guys don't like when other guys do that. I'll just be honest, I can't help I can't help uh, <laughs> the way I react sometimes. Or you might be more of the calm and composed and maybe just shake a little bit. But there is probably some sort of reaction you have after you shoot a buck or shoot a doe. Um, and it's always fun to kind of see those videos and see guys' reaction after the shot. So uh, we're going to jump into this episode. I think that you guys are going to enjoy this interview. It's not super long. Jordan has uh, some turkey stories. He also brings us up through uh, some of his misses before he got to this buck. This is his first year, first buck, and it's an incredible story. So here we go. Here's Jordan Cable. 
got Jordan Cable on the line from Wisconsin. Jordan, how are you, man? Good. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. I uh, saw your video. We're going to talk about this story, but you got me jacked up, dude. Um, <laughs> you're pretty excited about a buck that you shot. So I wanted to get to that story in a little bit, but first thought we'd just introduce ourselves. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Jordan. I'm from Wisconsin. Um, I'll be 16 in a couple months. Um, I like to hunt and fish. Mainly I like to musky fish and just bull hunt. Bull hunting is usually what I like to do. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool, man. So, um, I'm assuming you're like the rest of the country. You haven't been at school, right? No school for the last couple months. Yeah. Okay. Are you the type of person that's like that or has that been kind of a pain? I mean, I'm not going to argue with it. I mean, it's kind of sad to see where, you know, the world's coming to, but I get out, get outside more and able to do more stuff. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that that has been the upside, being able to go outside and, and enjoy those kind of things. So, well, let's let's dive into hunting a little bit. How did you get started hunting? Well, at a young age, uh, my dad took me out deer hunting for, like, the gun seasons and stuff, and he'd take me bull hunting every now and then. And then when I turned about 10, he took me on the youth program, and I got my, my first deer, and that, that kind of got me started into it. And I really didn't start bull hunting until I was about 12, 13. Okay. Well, let's, let's dive into that first story a little bit. So he takes you out with a gun. Um, how, buck, doe, how did that plan out? How did that uh, play out? Well, we were sitting there, and uh, we were just kind of waiting. We were sitting on, like, the, the edge of this field, and my dad looked behind us, and there it was probably, we were only probably sitting for a half hour just getting the boat light, and he saw this deer coming, and we got ready with the gun up and stuff, and then it kind of disappeared. So we were, I was kind of down on myself. I really didn't think we were going to see anything else. And about 15 minutes later, he popped back out on the edge of the field and uh, my dad got me set up and it was, so he has this 20 gauge and it, I wasn't like, I shot it before, but I was not really comfortable with it. Like I was scared, you know, just at that young age. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I got ready and I ended up shooting it and I hit it. It ran away. Unfortunately, we had to finish it off later in the day. But yeah, that's how I got my first deer. It was a buck. Yep, seven pointer. Man, well, that's exciting for your first deer. Yeah. And you had to show me up. My first deer was a six pointer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's cool. So you get your first deer down. And so, what got you into like shooting bows? Um, just watching like my. Cause we have friends that come over and hunt our land and just seeing my dad go out and hearing all the stories. It just, it really got me into it. My dad got me my first bow and I started, I hunted a few years off the ground in a tent and that didn't really pay out until, um, I wanted to hunt up in a tree stand. So my dad got me set up with safety harness and stuff and showed me spots. Good for him. Good. Yeah. And that's really how I got started. And it, it took me four years until I shot that big one, but. Yeah, so that and that big one that we will talk about here in a second, that was your first deer or your first deer with a compound, your first deer with a bow. I'm assuming you're using a compound bow, right? Yep. Cool. Well, let's let's lead into that a little bit. Um, I know you hunt other things, so we'll we'll kind of save that story for the end. Any other hunting stories you you have? Yeah, I just turkey season just got done here, and I I ended up with two toms here for the season. Jordan, you just keep showing you keep showing me up, man. I didn't get anything this year, so 
<laughs> uh, it's all good, man. I'm excited for you. So let's let's hear those stories. How did you get those toms down? Well, first season, me and my friends would go out and we'd sit. And then we have other spots, so we would drive around and look for turkeys in the fields and make spot and stalks. And we did that pretty much all week. And then it came to, like, the last Saturday and Sunday, and I still didn't have a bird down. And then uh, one of my stepmom's coworkers ended up taking me out, and we sat nine hours straight, and I ended up getting a tom later in the afternoon. Nine hours straight? Wow. Yeah. So you, are you sitting in, like, a blind? or how's yep. the, Okay. We were sitting in a tent, and... We saw the same bird earlier that morning, and uh, it just, he didn't come in because he had over 15 hens with him. But that was that was one of the coolest turkey hunts I've ever been on. He took me into the top of this ridge, and there was probably 15 different toms gobbling, and it was just, that was quite an experience. Man, I might have to come to Wisconsin to hunt. It sounds like a good spot. Yeah, I'll take you. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> So you get that, Tom. How did you get your second one? Well, that one I had to hunt by myself because no one was able to come with me. And I hunted in the morning, almost got a bird. And then I drove around with my grandma and we saw this bird in this timber where I was able to hunt. And she dropped me off and I walked along this uh, rock fence with my fan. And he had another Tom and like six hens with him. And I came over the rock fence and just stuck my fan up, and he come running towards my fan, and uh, it basically that's all that happened. He just come running. I dropped the fan and shot him. Man, that's sweet. I hunted shorter for that one than I did my first one. Yeah, yeah, nine hours, man. I don't that. I think that's the thing for me with turkeys and with a lot of like animals like that, especially turkeys and like elk is. I, I have a hard time sitting like for me to sit, I, I like the run and gun and getting on the move. Now it didn't, it didn't pay off, you know, um, I mean yeah. for me this year, but that, but I mean, a lot of people say it, patience is the number one thing that kills turkeys. So if you can sit there and wait in a spot where they, they usually come, you're going to have good odds. So and that's I, the thing too. Uh, I knew it was just a matter of time before one came through. Cause he was showing me pictures of them coming through almost every afternoon. Yeah. Oh, good for you, man. That's sweet. So, turkeys, deer, anything else that you like to go after? Or are those just kind of the main things for you? Um, pheasant, but that that's just, there's no really stories for that. I wanted to get into, like, duck goose hunting, but turkey and deer are mainly the things I go after. Oh, sweet. Talk to me for a second. Um, so, pheasants, how do you... Um, you know, I know that there's not like maybe a specific pheasant that you remember or anything like that, but like, what's that process look? I've never done it before, but do you use a dog or you just kind of walk through fields? How does, uh, how does pheasant hunting, uh, how do you go so, about that? So in Wisconsin, the pheasants aren't really like natural. They're pretty much all raised up and like, uh, planted all around the state. Okay. We have a hunting club where, uh, our land is and they plant birds, so, I mean, if we have a dog, we do, but usually we just walk around in the field until we jump one up. But it, I want to take a trip down to, like, Iowa or something where they're all natural. Yeah. But they're all usually planted around here. Gotcha. Yeah, that sounds like fun, though. It is. Well, let's 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 do this. I'm going to pretend like I didn't see your video uh, there a couple of days ago. Um I, I actually I did I did see that video on self filmed hunters I think is the group we're part of right yep so if anybody wants to join if you're a self filmed hunter or interested in self filming your hunts 
Um, it's kind of a cool spot. Guys kind of share their stuff on there. And I, I really like it because um, I like seeing just homemade videos people have. Maybe it's shaky footage on their camera, but it's like I like a good show, like a good hunting show. But I, I enjoy that group because you kind of get the raw footage that people share and your footage was really i just i mean i was i was standing there with my wife she's like what are you watching I was like I, this is really awesome but before we get to all that let's back up you said you've been at this for four years with a compound bow so let's let's kind of talk a little bit about what what happened those four years did you have any close encounters any misses what's going on as you're trying to get on this this buck that we'll talk about in a second so uh i had a couple really close encounters and a couple misses and uh yeah, like I said, it took me four years before I ended up getting a deer. I don't know if it was just pure adrenaline that got me going that I I had, you know, a few bucks that I came that came in, I just botched a shot and shot, you know, missed them. But Yeah. I don't know, that's about it. It just it it took me a long time. It just never nothing paid off. Like it everything went wrong. Something always went wrong. Are you um, are you typically hunting like out of a certain tree stand spot, or are you allowed to use bait? What's your you know whenever you're going into these spots, you just kind of go into a spot that your dad has. How does that how does that play out for you? And uh, yeah, my dad just has like tree stands all over, but there's this one tree stand that uh, I like to hunt, and I've been persistent with that spot, and that's usually the only spot I hunt. Okay. Gotcha. So you had a couple swings and misses. Um, I anybody that's listened to the show knows that I'm definitely in that camp. I've had that happen too. So um, when did you get was your buck this past year? Yep. That All was right. The opening weekend of bow season. Oh wow! So opening weekend, you go to that spot. Was this the first hunt of the uh, first hunt of the year for you? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and hop into it. Let's bring us through kind of what happens, um, how it all goes down. Well, so the opening day, I sat almost all day while I sat in the morning and then I went back in the afternoon. And I figured I wasn't going to see much because the, the day before season started, we had over four and a half inches of rain come through and kind of flooded the area. Well, I was like, you know, you can't kill a deer on a couch. You know how they always say that. So, I, <laughs> so I, I still went out and tracked through the water and sat up in the stand. And uh, seeing basically everything but deer kind of got me down and sat, like like I said, all almost all day and didn't see a deer. And it was really hot and just it was miserable just kind of not seeing anything when I'm used to, you know, watching deer. Woke mm. up the next morning and I'm just like, I'm not gonna go. It doesn't pay, you know. I'm not gonna see anything. And I woke up and it was getting pretty close to, you know, about time to leave. I'm like, well, I'll go. I'll just go sit a few hours and see how it plans out, you know. And I got up to the sand and just something. I had a feeling something was gonna happen, so I got up there real nice and easy, quiet. And then. It was like the complete opposite of the day before. I was seeing deer, you know, everything was moving. The woods just came alive. And then everything went dead for a while. And I just, I knew something was about to happen. Like something was going to go down, you know, you just get that feeling. Mm-hmm. And uh, all of a sudden I could hear water splashing, like a, something was walking. But I got my camera up on my, my camera arm. And I got that going and I could see deer legs starting to come through the water. 
and like I said, I never shot a deer at my bull until up until that moment. So I was not going to be very picky if I had, you know, a spike buck or a big doe. I was, I was about to shoot anything. So uh, then it came out to be that, that buck and I had had him on camera, but he kind of disappeared. So I didn't know if he got hit by a car. Well, then comes through the opening down through the water and he picks me off and I just stayed still and didn't move. And I don't know if he just didn't really see me or, you know, but he, he had, he saw something up there that he didn't like. Yeah. And, uh, he, he sat there for, I don't know, close to a minute looking up at me and he finally turns around and, uh, starts to walk away. Then, uh, I get my bow up and I was shaking so bad that I couldn't get my release on my string. And I got my bow back and he turned broadside, put the pin on him and shot. The shot looked good and I flipped out. I lost it. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) That was probably my favorite part of the video, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he takes off through the woods and I can hear him crashing and then just went silent. When I was fumbling with my phone, I had to call my dad. I, I, I was like, got on the phone with my dad. I said, Dad, you won't believe I just shot, you know, that big nine-pointer I'd had on camera. And he was all happy for me. He's like, just sit still for a while, you know, just when you get time, sneak out of there and we'll go track him later. Oh, it was probably like five minutes and I was out of the stand. I, I couldn't take it. I was so <laughs> excited. Got what, what time was it? It looked like it was kind of early. Yeah, it was like. I think it was like six six fifty or something like that when I shot him. Yeah, yeah, light's still coming up. Cool. Yeah, and uh, my dad was home feeding the horses or something when I called him, and yeah, like I said, he told me to wait, and I I couldn't I couldn't take it. <laughs> I mean, I got back to the house and I showed him the footage, and he's like, "I'm pretty sure you just got your first deer with the bow, you know," and he was pumped. And uh, I didn't expect to shoot something that big for my first one. And uh, we went back, and I found my arrow in the dirt, full of blood, and I got my hopes up. And there was no blood after that, like, until up until my dad saw him laying there. He only went about 40 yards. But uh, there was, like, almost no blood. It was wow. Just, it, and that got me scared, but my dad's pretty good at that. And he just walked around, and I told him, because I, I, I was, like, I was videotaping that kind of, but. And uh, I told him not to tell me where, when he saw it. And we took, like, ten steps after we found the arrow. And he, he looks up, he's like, oh, there he lays. And, yeah. <laughs> so he was excited. Yeah. He was just he was just excited as me. Oh, very cool. Man, I tell you, what impressed me about that, like, I see a lot of people, you know, post their videos and they do a good job. But you were able to do something that I definitely didn't do well last year was just wait for the right moment to take the shot. Like, I think that's what was impressive to me. Um, You being almost 16, having that composure in that moment where the deer's looking at you. Like, I mean, he definitely, you can see in the video, he's got you pegged, he's got you figured out. And then all of a sudden he just kind of chills, like, and he's not going to run, but he's going to get out of there. And you wait to draw on him until he's actually leaving. And, and I mean, that was, that was what was impressive to me. How, I mean, do you think any of your previous experience, maybe with the misses or any of those things, did those play in? Like, how were you able to kind of keep that composure in the moment? Well, I figured, well, the past experiences, I don't know if I rushed shots or just got too excited. 
but like everything just happened so fast those past moments that I figured if I if I took my time uh, I'd be able to you know make something happen mm-hmm. yeah like, I actually to be honest with you I I'm almost positive I missed this buck the year before almost to the exact date um I had him come in on this exact same trail and I shot over the top of him and all upset in the stand and I left early and I just mm. figured if I took my time, I it it would pay out eventually. Mm. Man, it's so hard to do, but it, it's definitely I mean rewarding whenever you do that. Yeah. So there he is, your first buck on the ground. I mean that's got to be super super exciting for you and for your dad as well. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on filming for a second since we are you know we met in a self filmed group. What made you decide to start filming hunts? How did that pay, how did that work out? Just seeing videos on YouTube and TV is just, I, you know, you get caught up in the moment. Everything happens so fast, you can forget stuff. And I, I, I've always wanted to, you know, be in that moment where I could film it. And I don't know, it just seemed more uh, rewarding after the fact, you know, that I recorded something by myself and worked that hard for. I just, I thought it would be cool just seeing all the videos. And I wanted to make a video by myself and stuff like that. Oh, cool. So you got a camera arm for it and, um, looks like a pretty good camera, you know, so that's exciting, man. So you're getting it going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we did some shed hunting and I got some deer around in the area that I'm going to go after this year. Mm. He's pretty big. (laughs) Awesome, man. Well, let me ask you this to kind of wrap things up a little bit. Um, you know, you've been at hunting, you've been doing this for a little while. Um, what would you say, you know, for advice to younger hunters? You know, I'm hoping that maybe, you know, some folks will share this with people so that they kind of know, hey, this is, you had to wait, first off, you had to wait four years to get a, yep. a, a buck with your bow. Um, that's definitely a challenge, so patience. But what would you say is something that you would pass on to maybe you guys just getting started hunting? Just just stay positive. Never get down on yourself. Once you get down on yourself, you lose, you know, you lose faith and you give up so easily. Just if you stay positive, things are going to happen eventually. Yeah, that's solid. Yeah, I think attitude is, it's a mental game. It really yeah. is. Um, and you can get yourself into a bad spot mentally where you just aren't able to, I don't know, you, like you said, you give up a little too easy. You go home too early. Um, I just read an article, interestingly, a buddy sent it to me, and it was just that kind of that, that never give up, never say die attitude. Um, it was an article uh, from this guy that, you know, he was talking about how he went, he's so many of these hunts that he's gone on. It's been like a 14 day hunt. He's, he gave three stories where every time it happened on the last day, sometimes within the last hour of the hunt. And so it's that whole mindset of never giving up, which you, uh, which you definitely do. You know, that's awesome, man. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's the thing you just got to keep is just a healthy mindset. Mm. Oh, that's great. That, everything can just go bad. Yeah. That's kind of what I figured out. Well, here we are. We're in June, and it's kind of that middle period between turkeys and and deer. (laughs) So uh, we got fall to look forward to. What are you doing these days to kind of stay busy and and look forward to the fall? Musky fishing. Musky fishing. Okay, cool. I I went yesterday and actually caught one. That's a big fish. I saw saw that on your your profile. That was pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good for you, ma'am. Well, Jordan, man, I, I appreciate you coming on, sharing the stories. Yeah, thanks for having me.
Absolutely. Well, you have a great week, and I'll uh, hopefully uh, see another cool video this fall. All right. Yep, take care. Yep, you too. Really appreciate Joran coming on. Uh, super nice young man. I enjoyed hearing his stories and uh, just got excited for, once again, just about his reaction. And I tell you, whenever I'm watching hunting videos, that's one of the things I, I always kind of look for. What's the reaction of the hunter afterwards? I, I love to see people get excited or fired up or um, maybe they shake or whatever. It's just, it's just fun to see. You know, I think about life sometimes, and life is a lot about how we react to different things. And I'm not going to go too deep into this, but if you've been around the United States at all in the last couple of weeks, last couple of months, uh, you just know that there's been a lot of things to react to. Um, COVID-19 has been a big deal. Obviously, uh, racism, uh, the death of George Floyd, all of that has sparked major, major controversy. And my goal here is not to try and tackle that whole giant subject, but just rather to get us to think about how do we react? Do we control ourselves whenever we react? Whenever I look at James 1, it says this. It says this in verse 9, or 19, that is. It says, Brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak, and slow to become angry. And then it goes on to say that anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. So let me say that again. You should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. I'm just curious, does that describe you? (laughs) Does that describe um, how you respond if you're on social media and you see something that you just disagree with? Um, I'll be honest, there's times that I'm pretty uh, bad at listening. I don't want to listen to other people's perspectives. I'm pr- my mind's pretty well made up. I also am pretty quick to respond. I'll write out a snarky comment, and uh, I'll want to zip it along, or I'll pass on a meme or something that I thought was really good that'll really prove my point. And a lot of times I just become angry. Um, last week I actually took a, about a week-long break, just deleted Facebook off my phone, just because of that, I, I find myself getting so caught up in the negativity and all those things, and it just makes me, I mean, there's so many times that I want to, there have been times I've written out like a paragraph comment really trying to prove my point, and, and I end up deleting it because I know it's just going to lead, most of the time, is people aren't going to read it the right way. They're going to read it angrily. They're going to think that I'm just uh, right-winged or whatever. Um, sometimes it's just good to pause take a breath, (laughs) take a step back, and and think about how's the best way to tackle this. Is the best way to tackle this online? Maybe. Maybe there's a way to do that on social media. Or maybe there's an impact that I could actually make in person. Um, I I, I believe that uh, God wants us to use some wisdom in the way that we act and how we deal with other people. Uh, I think that we need to love people, uh, regardless if they're Democrat, if they're Republican, if they're independent. It doesn't matter what color skin they are. I don't care about any of that. I think, bottom line, God wants us to love other people. And so what does that look like? Um, And I'll just let you think about that. What does that look like for you? And how are you doing on the slow to speak, quick to listen, and uh, slow to become angry? Guys, really appreciate you coming back for another episode this week. Uh, If you would want to hit subscribe if you haven't done that. Also, love the ratings, love the reviews. That helps a good bit. And also, be sure to check out YouTube. I'm going to drop Joran's video. And uh, until next week, thanks for coming. Remember to shed the light.